Let's take a little time and talk now about the state that we are living in. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Favor. Take a minute, turn the radio up. Take a seat in the pastor's office. And local Phillies fave at 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. All right, America, it's your brother, brother Marcus, and I am in for Pastor Mason. And I want to welcome each and every one of you to the pastor's office. We have an awesome guest today, uh, Michael Smith. That is, this person is a part of Cradles to Crayons. And we're going to get into more details so you will know what this is all about. And we want you guys to listen close because you definitely don't want to miss what we're talking about right now. How are you doing today, Michael Smith? Great, thank you. I'm so excited that you have taken the opportunity to share what you do on Philly's Favor. So tell me how Cradles to Crayons all got started. Well, Crayons Crayons got started in Boston in 2002 and came to Philadelphia in 2007, um, and it is an amazing model. We came to Philadelphia because, as you probably know, Philadelphia has the highest rate of deep poverty of large cities in the nation, and Cradles to Crayons goal is to try and help kids living in poverty with the basic essentials that they need to thrive. And when we're talking basic essentials, we mean clothing, we mean shoes, we mean socks, underwear, PJs, warm winter coats, school supplies, and hygiene items. Those basics that every kid needs to feel good. Absolutely, absolutely, because I remember growing up and not having, you know, many of the things that you've mentioned. So it's good that we do have a program uh, like this that's really taken over the city by storm. Now, is, is it true that you guys have over 187 programs? It's not that we have 187 programs, but the way that we work is that we collect gently used clothing from the community, the generosity of the community. You know, when a kid um, is growing fast, they grow out of clothing before they wear out of it. So they send it to us, and we rely on volunteers, again, from the community who pack that clothing into outfit packs, about a week's worth of clothing for a kid. And then we give that out to agencies in the city who are already working with kids. So we give it out to the school district. We give it out to places like Project Home, Achievability, human services agencies who are helping families stabilize. We want to be part of the work to help kids um, thrive either educationally or have a safe place to live or who have enough food. Because when a family is living in poverty, they need lots of things in order to stabilize them. And clothing is just one important part of that. 
That is definitely true. We definitely want our children to have, and, you know, some families are going through some difficult times and and situations, but it's good to know that there's a program that is out here helping the people abroad. Now, how can people um, get in contact with the organization to either donate, volunteer? How can they be a part? Well, the easiest way to find out more about us is to go onto our website, Cradles to crayons.org. It's all one word, so cradles to crayons.org. And that way you pick Philadelphia and you can find out the things that we're looking for, for clothing, for kids at the moment, because we rely on donated items, but there are always gaps. Um, we, we never have enough boys' pants because they wear out of them. They're really hard on those pants before we can get them uh, to, to, to kids. So we're always looking for boys' pants. Um, we're always looking for diapers. We don't, you don't think about it, but one in two families in our region suffer from diaper insecurity. And diapers are clothing for the smallest kids. And without diapers, you can't leave your kid in daycare, and you can't, uh, which means you can't go to work and stabilize the family, which is what our focus is. Ending clothing insecurity, supplying clothing to families is one of those building blocks in helping families stabilize and get out of poverty forever. Absolutely. And all throughout the course of this interview, I'm going to continue to, uh, you know, say how people can reach out to uh, cradles2crayons.org, all one word, uh, cradles2crayons.org. So if you're listening to Philly's Favor, like I know you are, please make sure you reach out, be a part of what's happening. I see great things happening in all of our futures. So I want to ask you some um, more personal questions about you, if that's okay. Uh, Like what inspired you? to get involved with um, Cradles to Crayons? Well, I've been working in nonprofits for a number of years and originally was working in the arts, but then moved to an educational enrichment program that worked in southeastern Pennsylvania. And this provided educational enrichment for kids who weren't necessarily the smartest kids and weren't necessarily the kids that needed the most help. But there were kids in the middle who would pass through the school system Um, and not have any special attention. But our program took care of them from the time they were uh, 10 or 11 years old in fifth rising sixth grade and gave them education enrichment uh, on university campuses to help them realize that university was was a possibility. And we carried on with them through to 12th grade. And most of those ended up going to university. But what I noticed that many of the kids would come to our program with clothing that was torn or ripped or dirty. And uh, when I saw Cradles to Crayons, which provides high-quality clothing to kids, high-quality sneakers, warm coats, uh, backpacks filled with supplies so the kids are ready to learn, books, all of these items, I thought, what an amazing program, and particularly the model where individuals from the community can donate clothing. We all have clothing our kids grow out of. So we can provide modest amounts of our clothing that really make a difference to kids. We can just volunteer. Uh, Anyone can volunteer. We have uh, nine shifts a week. And so anyone can make a difference to a kid in need. And the nice thing is that you can volunteer as young as five. So you can bring your family to volunteer. And there are very few places which take um, volunteers, kids as young as five. Wow, that, that is really awesome that you guys are making such an impact everywhere you go. I guess my, my next question is, um, 
how do you stay motivated in being a part of such a great program like Cradles to Crayons? I think it's the fact that every time we do more, it means one more child has everything that they need so that they are fully equipped, can go to school without being stigmatized or bullied. They have books to read. They perhaps have a cool pair of sneakers. It's always great when I see a pair of sneakers in the bin that have got a a branded name on it because I know a kid's going to feel really, really good about wearing it. And I do remember a mom walking along with a kid who just got a clothing pack and some shoes from us. And the the kid was being a real pain to his mom. And he was saying, Mom, 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 look. And she said, what is the matter with you? And uh, (laughs) he said, look, Mom, look. The shoes I'm wearing from Cradles to Crowns, they're in that shop window. They're, they're, they're the Nike sneakers. And he was so proud of the fact he was wearing a pair of sneakers that were actually in a window, that were in a store, um, and that he could feel good about them because they were cool sneakers. And she burst into tears because she was so grateful that Cradles to Crowns could do that for her. So every time I hear a story like that, I think we can do more. We should be doing more. Uh, there's always one more kid that needs something. Absolutely. And there's there's always, a, you know, a child that needs something. And that's why I'm so glad that you guys are out here making a difference. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to Philly's Favor, 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. It's your brother, Brother Marcus. I am in for Pastor Mason. I am in the pastor's office with Michael Smith. We are taking over the pastor's office, talking about cradles to crayons. Dot org. So if you want to be a part of it, all you have to do is just um, go to crayon. Cray, um, let me get this right. Cradles to crayons dot org. And uh, I'm getting tongue tied. You're making me nervous. <laughs> and I never get nervous on the radio. So when was, when was the first time you actually noticed this particular program? I um, was introduced to it um, when I was sitting in a foundation's office, and um, it was a round table of other nonprofits. And um, somebody was just describing the model from from Cradles to Grounds. I was with the another nonprofit at the time, and I thought, "Wow, what a cool model! This is we're recycling clothing, so we're keeping it out of landfills." We're putting it to good use. It's going to another kid who can wear it. And we're engaging volunteer labor. We keep the costs down. So every donated dollar that we receive from the community goes directly to serving kids. Um, so I saw the model. I loved it. And I actually had to apply for the job twice before they, um, I was successful because I was so keen to work there. And it, it took uh, two goes before I managed it. And you know what's beautiful about what you just shared is the fact that you did not give up. You tried over and over to get to be a part of the program, and now you're in. And I think that that says a whole lot about the program and what the program is going to, uh, what you're going to be able to do with the program, because you're not giving up on these children. If you hear no or people are are not excited or getting involved, I know that you're not going to give up. You're going to keep pushing and keep on pressing and allowing everybody to know about Cradle, to crayons.org. I keep mentioning it because I want everybody to go to the website right now. And is, is there a way that people can really get in touch with you, or do they have to go straight to the, um, the website? If they email info at cradles to crayons.org and mention my name, it will absolutely reach me. 
info at cradlestocrayons.org. And you can mention my name, M-I-C-H-A-L, and it will get to me. All righty. And that's that's what I think that people really want to do is really get to someone who is, uh, you know, well-versed in what's going on. And this is really not a job for you. This is more like a career. Is that is that correct? I honestly think of it as a mission. We are a mission-focused business, and I really see it as a mission to try and ensure that all kids have the basic essentials that they need in, in this, our region. I really do. Mm, and I, I'm so I'm so glad that you just shared that with folks because some people look at a job or a career, but you said something that was really monumental, and that was you know this is uh, you know this is a passion more than a passion you know what I mean. And so I'm I'm glad that you're with us today. I'm so glad because I know that you were busy right before you called, and I'm so glad we were able to to get you and let our Philadelphia listeners know that. There is an organization that is making a big difference in uh, Philadelphia. Now, what other areas are, are you in as well? Is that okay for us to talk about? Oh, absolutely. We started in Boston, as I said, and we're still there in Boston. Um, we have a new, uh, what we call our giving factory. We work in a warehouse in East Falls, and we call it our giving factory. And we have a giving factory in Chicago, one in Philadelphia, and one in Boston, too. And we have virtual giving factories in uh, New York and San Francisco through our Giving Factory Direct program where you can use an app and connect your, your, your donations to an individual child. Um, so you can either do it in person by coming to our Giving Factories or use the software of Giving Factory Direct and um, donate directly to a kid. But it, it, either way, you're helping kids. Right. And that's the big thing right there is, uh, you know, Whitney Houston once saying, you know, I believe the children are the future, you know, um, teach them well and let them lead the way. And I believe that when we have opportunities like this where you're creating those paths where kids can be inspired and encouraged, knowing that there's a place where they can get some good clothing, it's going to make them feel better. And if we feel better, you know, we do better, right? So um, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much, uh, Michael Smith, for being with us today. Is there anything that you want to say to our listeners before we uh, close out for the moment? Well, uh, thank you so much. I I think the thing I would say about Cradles to Crowns is that Cradles to Crowns is an organization where anyone can make a difference. Just a pack of pencils, a notebook at school starting time will make a difference to a kid. Just a pair of socks, just a pair of underwear. Of course, if you've got more clothing, if your kids have grown out of it, that's wonderful. But just a small thing, just spending two hours with us volunteering. And obviously, as a nonprofit, there are always gaps in our model in terms of the donation uh, that we need to fill it with buying clothing, but we can buy at a significant discount, and that way we can help more kids than perhaps you might be able to do by spending money yourself and bring it to the warehouse. That is so awesome. Well, we truly appreciate you. I'm sure all of our listeners are tuned in and geared up to be a part and volunteering with your organization. And I'm going to uh, tell everybody about the uh, website again. Everybody, I want you to make sure when you tune into Philly's Favor and you want to make a difference, not just in Philadelphia only, but all around the globe. You can do that by being a part of uh, cradles to crayons.org. All you have to do is log on to the website. 
You'll be able to find every resource that is needed so you can help out the children that are truly in need. Well, thanks for tuning in on the Pastor's Office, everyone. We'll be right back with more inspirational music and more interviews right here on 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. All right, Philadelphia Live and local Phillies favor 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. It's your brother, Brother Marcus, and I am in the pastor's office. And guess who I happen to be in the office with today? From Cooper University, right out here in Camden City, USA, not too far from Philadelphia, we have Mr. Ron Murphy, EMS um, uh, clinical manager. And we're excited to bring him onto the show today. How you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we're so excited to have you. I don't want to tell too much about what you're doing. I want you to go ahead and share with everybody what is Cooper University up to right now with the program that you're a part of? Uh, well, it's a pretty good program. And just to kind of give uh, give you a background on the program that we're running, uh, there's a lot of parts of healthcare today that are dealing with staffing issues. There's not as many people coming into healthcare as there used to be. Uh, and, you know, after the pandemic, there's quite a few people who chose not to stay in healthcare. So like many other areas of healthcare, our emergency medical services is looking to try to figure out a way, how do we fix that staffing crisis and meet the needs of, of the residents when they call 911? So we kind of borrowed a, a a playbook from one of the other areas of healthcare uh, over in Camden, whereas Cooper Hospital had partnered up with HopeWorks uh, and the Camden County Workforce Development and kind of used their playbook as to how they got some, some folks into the workforce for medical coding. So essentially what they did was we approached them, uh, having had a previous partnership, and said, hey, listen, the world of EMS is hurting. There's not enough people to meet the needs when they call 911. And do you have you know, some folks who are interested in a career in healthcare? So working together with the HopeWorks uh, people, um, they said, you know what, we have a, a group of young folks who are interested in healthcare. Um, let's all sit down and get together and, and see what it is you have to offer. So for the most part, you know, HopeWorks is a great organization that helps to match some of the younger folks in our community to career opportunities that they may never have known existed. So uh, I got together with a wonderful woman over at HopeWorks in Camden, Reese, who's been great to work with, uh, introduced our program to her, and she enrolled a few students in our program, and that's kind of where we are now. So it's been a, that's, a great that's opportunity. Awesome. And I, I believe that, you know, uh, our young people and all people are looking for, you know, uh, opportunities to get involved and make a difference in their communities. Now, I want to ask you a more of a, a direct question. What excites sure. you or motivates you to be a part of what you're doing? What, what you know, what really inspires you? I think for me, as I take a look at my career, I've been a paramedic in the South Jersey area for 25 years and over that course of time, there's been a lot of different things that kind of, you know, made me excited and made me sad and things like that. And one of the areas that I've really harnessed was the ability to take some, you know, some students during the course of my career and provide a little education and provide some exposure and ultimately watch them grow from somebody who's just interested in EMS to ultimately being excited about enrolling in, in this program. And right now with the folks from, from HopeWorks, they're enrolled in the program and they're going through it. And I think it's great to just to watch the excitement 
on their faces. And that ulti- that's really what drives me is watching them be so enthusiastic about it. I mean, it's the beginning of their journey, but that's been so rewarding. And ultimately, you know, being able to help them get through the education process and get into to the portion where they're, they're licensed and now they're out there working. And for me personally, it's it, just being able to see them go from, you know, someone who really didn't understand what healthcare was or how to get into it, watching them through the education process. And ultimately, once they graduate, they're not just a former student. They're not just a former citizen with an interest. They are my colleague working side by side with me. So for me, like, that's the ultimate goal is to watch them go through that entire process. And now they're my partner taking care of people. I think it's great. And you know what I thought was very unique and, and um, is the fact that you have over 25 years of experience and you have a, a plethora of knowledge that so, so many people can glean from. You know, like, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see a, a new face that comes in? We kind of went over it a little bit, but I want a little more detail. And when somebody comes in and you, 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 know, you introduce them to this program, and, you know, what, what's their thoughts when you see somebody's eyes are wide open? What's some of the first things that you can say to them that will encourage them to, you know, to, to get involved? So essentially, it's essentially what drove me into it, right? I remember when I was a brand-new paramedic, the first day that I got on an ambulance and I was scared, and it's all of these emotions that people are going to go through. They're excited to, to be able to utilize their knowledge. At the same time, they're afraid. They wanna, there's expectations they have of themselves. There's expectations of patients. There's expectations of their families to succeed. And there's so many different emotions that go into it. So for me... I want to let them know that, you know what, all of these things that you are experiencing are a normal part of the process from growing from a student through to a licensed provider. And harness those feelings, and those are the feelings that are going to help you grow as a healthcare provider and utilize that as a learning experience. Every time you see a patient, every time you make a connection, it's important to, to understand that that's a part of your professional growth as well as your personal growth. So don't shy away from those feelings. Harness them because you will grow as a result of them. And that's kind of what, what I like to let people know. I, I'm a firm believer in strong mentorship, and I just try to be the, the strongest mentor I have and you know, help tell them don't shy away from some of those feelings you have because they are going to help you grow. So that's kind of my advice to the new folks out there. And, and I like that. And I know that, you know, when people look at the end of the rainbow or down the line or in the future, some of them want to see themselves doing something bigger, greater, and being wiser and smarter. And someone with your, you know, years of experience that's pointing them in the right direction saying, you can become and you will become a licensed health care provider. How, how inspiring is that? I'm thinking about, like, when I'm talking to you right now, I'm like, well, what can I do to get involved? <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I have to ask you this. How can people um, get in touch with being part of the program? Is there like a number or an email? Because I want to kind of continue to reiterate it while we're doing this interview with you. Sure. So we have we have a partnership with – there's a couple um, – agencies that are involved. Obviously, we work with HopeWorks. We work with the Camden County Workforce Development. Um, the, administ- the actual administration of the program is provided by Camden County College. But within Cooper itself, we have an EMS outreach department, and we've allocated our EMS outreach department to be a 
kind of a resource for those for those folks that need it. And if anybody wanted information on the program, um, our office number is 856-968-7054. Uh, they can get in touch with me. Um, you know, they can leave a message and we'll get back to them as to you know, any information on the program. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a, it really is a rewarding career. Um, we, you know, we're really excited to train the next generation of EMS professionals. The reality is, Brother Marcus, at some point in, in our lives, as I get older after 25 years in this business, I may have to call 911 at some point, and I want to know that the, the people who are coming to take care of me or any folks that would be coming to take care of you are, are well-trained and prepared to take care of what our health care needs are going to be, as well as the rest of the community. And you know what? I totally agree with that. And I'm so glad that, you know, we, we, we're on this, um, this, this topic because people never know when they're, when the tables turn. And I'm not saying it like in a negative way, but you know, you're, you're a provider right now. And as you get older and becoming more seasoned, you might need to contact or call for some, you know, emergency services. And you want some competent yeah, people right. that, that have become licensed. Uh, healthcare providers to go out here and do what you've taught them, what you've shown them. And it, it might even make you feel a, a little warm in your heart to see somebody that you've trained or who's been up under your tutelage to, to come and take care of you. Uh, it is great. And just to see those folks, you know, in, in a time of need where I can reach out and say, hey, listen, can you help me today? I've, you know, hopefully they can reciprocate the help that I've given them and they can help me. And together we get through that crisis and uh, hopefully get back to being their colleague again. That's kind of the, that's my hope. And you know what, you know, hopes and dreams do come true. And I think that you're going to be totally fine if and when, and we hope that it never happens, but if and when that it does, I think you're going to be in good hands. Also, I want to uh, I give out so. that number again. Oh, yeah, I know so. You know, you can tell good people that are doing good things, they will always be well taken care of. Um, I want to give out the number again, and just let me know if I'm saying it right or wrong. Hopefully it's right. 856-968-7054. That is correct, sir. All righty. So if you folks are interested in being a part of the program of Hope Works or being a part of, you know, Cooper University's uh, healthcare system on how you can be a licensed healthcare provider working with EMS, please do not hesitate. We need a lot of good people out here that are willing and ready and able to take on the challenge to learn and grow. The number again is 856 968 7054. I need you guys to call right now, call today, and just let everybody know that, you know, the world is changing, and we're going to change with it in a positive and powerful way. Now, if you had something that, that you had to say to, you know, young people, uh, I like to do this all the time, like if you have you gone to like a high school or a college where you can, you know, be in front of all of these young people, what would you say to them? Why is it so beneficial for them to be a part of this career choice? Well, one of the biggest benefits is, like I said, a lot of people may not have, they may not understand how to get into healthcare, or they may not have never thought about a career in healthcare. And there's so many different facets of healthcare that they don't necessarily just have to stay in one profession, right? This is an opportunity to get into healthcare, to be exposed to all the other different opportunities that are out there. Uh, whether you want to go on to be a nurse, a paramedic, whether you want to go and be a CAT scan tech, whether you want to go to medical school and be a physician, 
There's so many different areas of healthcare that people can get into, and this is an opportunity to get into healthcare to explore all those options. And there's such a, a rewarding career and opportunities to have a really good quality of life uh, by, by making a career choice in healthcare. So it's not always the easiest thing to navigate, but it is such a rewarding thing that it makes it worth it in the end. Absolutely. And, and I got to say this as well. Um, I know that this is a great career choice, and I'm so glad that you not once did you say anything about you guys can make a lot of money. And it, 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 I, I appreciate that because <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about it's saving not. lives. It's That's about exactly saving right. lives and investing in lives, right? That's exactly what it is. It's to me, having a career in healthcare was never about making money. It was about trying to make a difference, trying to you know kind of give back to my community. Uh, you know, we growing up in sports. I had somebody volunteer time to be coaches, and we've had volunteers do all kinds of things as we're growing up. And this is my opportunity to step in and make a difference in my community. And, and a great thing about our program over in Camden is these are Camden residents who are going to be taking care of Camden residents, and it's such a great thing. Um, it's an opportunity to give back, and it's so rewarding to be able to do it. Absolutely agreed, because when you have people that are from the community working with the community, they understand all the goings-on, for lack of a better example, of what's happening in their community so they can really respond and really meet the needs of those who are in their surrounding areas. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Ron Murphy. You are an awesome individual. We totally appreciate you guys over here at Philly's Favor. And if there's anything that we can do for you at any given time, it's just a phone call, an email, a text message, a Twitter tweet, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brother Marcus, I truly, I just truly appreciate you giving me a couple minutes to speak to you. Uh, it's such a great program. It's so important, and I am absolutely appreciative of your time. Thank you so much. All righty. Thank you. And once again, everyone, if you want to be a part of this great program, okay, that's happening uh, at Cooper University Healthcare Systems, all you have to do is call this number. I'm going to give it to you a couple more times, 856-968-7054. They are looking for you. If you want to make a difference in the lives of the people in your community, you can do it. Call this number right now, 856 856- Nine six eight seven zero five four. Thank you so much, everyone, for being a, past, a part of the pastor's office. Y'all know how it happens in here. When the pastor's away, we come out to play. <laughs> but we're playing, and the stakes are high. Great things are happening, and we truly appreciate you all tuning in to Philly's Favor. 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. Make it a great day, and remember, God loves you, and so do I. Let's take a little time and talk now About the state that we are living in mm-hmm. Political, spiritual, maybe some life While you are listening to Phyllis Faber yeah.